Welcome to the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. Michael is a speaker and author of two best-selling books and the president of three financial companies. Everything that we've created, the different companies, the different divisions, has all kind of been born out of a need. You know, it's not necessarily saying, hey, uh, let's go do this. It's, it's more so saying, you know, where is the need that we see and where are some places that we can fill that need and add value? And then we've kind of created solutions around it. He's also been a guest on several national media outlets like CNBC, Fox Business, and Bloomberg. His passion is to help you live well in retirement. He is also a dedicated husband and father and a big supporter of several local and national charities. Now, it's time for the Wealth and Health Radio Show with your host, Michael Wall. Welcome in, folks, to the Wealth and Health Show. And again, I'm your host, Michael Wall, and here we are another weekend. Michelle, it's been uh, a lot of fun over the time, over the years of, of really sharing thought and insight. And, you know, whether you're listening, you know, in a particular area, north or south or all over the country, I know we have some listeners even through some of the podcast stuff online. Welcome in again to the show. And, you know, it's amazing the insight and thoughts we've been able to have through some different guests over the years. And it's been our goal and job desire, really, with the show, folks, if if you're a first-time listener or if you've listened to us for some time, it's really just to add value. Mm-hmm. You know, Michelle, that, I mean, to me, that's, that's the goal. Obviously, you know, most of you know that I have three financial companies and we help people with their finances and all that. And so as you listen to the show, you're going to hear some things about how to contact us if you want to get a second opinion and all that. But because at the end of the day, you can't do things for free. We know that. But, right. you know, I mean, what we really want to do more than anything is add value. And uh, so we wanted to create a platform uh, to be able to do that. And I know that's that's uh, something that's really important. And we know, obviously, the market has been crazy. Uh, you know, it's kind of some big down days, some big up days. It's kind of chopping. And people are saying, hey, is, is this the recovery? Is this the bottom? In fact, I just did a, a video, mm-hmm. uh, Michelle, and uh, it was on our YouTube channel. We, uh-huh. we sent out videos often to clients and that sort of thing. And just talking about is the market at a bottom, you know, because right. that's something I think it's important to to know. And of course, nobody's can time the market. Right. Nobody can time it. So we want to just try and create an effective plan around it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and what we've seen is as we connect with folks and getting a second set of eyes and that sort of thing is can be often very valuable. So I know we got some great things we want to discuss today, as well as a, a fun interview, folks, a little bit yes. later on in the show, I had the opportunity to interview Vince Gill at Vince and Amy's house right in his guitar room in in uh, right outside of Nashville, Tennessee. I was out there a couple weeks ago and had an interview with him. It's going to be a lot of fun, so stick around for that. You're not going to want to miss it. Great insight from a guy that, even if you're not a country fan, he's been on over a thousand different CDs. Yes. And you know, uh, did you know he won, he has won 20 Grammy Awards. Yeah, that's amazing. Won 20 Grammy Awards. That's so amazing. Not that, nominated, but yeah, won. But actually won. Been nominated over 40 times. Wow. And that is just amazing. He's one of just a handful of people who've achieved that honor. Wow, that's huge. You know, it's it's interesting. I'm still waiting for my first nomination. I know, right? <laughs> they still haven't called yet. Clearly, there's yeah. something. They, they must have the wrong number. I think they do. You know, I, every time I go to church in the, on the weekend, I record my uh, song and uh-huh. then I send it somewhere. But, you know, it's just it's, it's not getting picked up. So evidently that's not my calling. Right. <laughs> yeah. So they say they sing as loud as you want, as long as nobody else hears you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, so man. But the crazy stuff, though. Right. Talking yes. about, you know, whether or not, uh, you know, QE4 and the Fed raising rates and I mean, just all this stuff that we've been hearing from from time in and time out. And of course, markets had some pretty strong days over the last week or so here. But, you know, we, we, we say, okay, well, is this real direction or not? And it can be scary for people sometimes, It can Michelle. be very scary. And that's the thing, because a lot of people are just watching what is going on. And mm. you keep mm-hmm. hearing this bad news and what's going, the market is up, it's down, it's up, it's down, it's down, it's down a little bit more. Fed chair Janet Yellen recently was talking about the Fed saying that they are closely watching all the turbulence that's been going on in Wall Street and trying to figure out whether or not they're going to continue to raise interest rates. Now, AP White House correspondent Mark Smith reports on what the latest thing Janet Yellen said. Let me play this for you. Yellen says the stock market slides, slower growth in China, and plunging oil prices are all cause for concern. There would seem to be 
um, increased fears of recession risk. Yet in her semi-annual assessment for Congress, she told a House panel overall the U.S. economy is continuing to strengthen and a gradual rise in interest rates is still in the cards. However, Yellen stresses monetary policy is not on a preset course. And she says further rate hikes could be delayed if the economy disappoints. Now, Michael, let me ask this question, because it does sound like Janet Yellen is giving us some mixed signals. What do you mm-hmm. think, and is there anything we can do? Well, yeah, I mean, there are, there are things that you can do, and, you know, is she giving mixed signals? You know, I, I would say probably yes. I mean, that's, you know, listen, it's like the weatherman. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, the weatherman is the only person that, uh, or woman, weatherman or woman, I guess, let's be politically correct for a minute, right? <laughs> but, I mean, they're the only people out there that can be in a situation where they can give advice and thoughts on what is going to happen with the weather and get it wrong 50% of the time and be and still keep their job. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But, I mean, I, I think when you look at the Fed or when you look at all these other things in, in markets, other analysts, you know, and even as we look at our own thoughts, I mean, we, one of the things that we always preference, whether we're sharing thoughts nationally or just locally on a video for clients and other, other prospective folks, I mean, you know, listen, nobody knows the future for sure. Nobody. And if you're out there, I think the biggest thing, you know, one of the things we talked about in the Vince Gill interview, and I'll just bring this back up because I really gleaned this from him and I loved this. He said, you know, Mike, one of the things in life you need to learn is that it's important sometimes just to get out of your own way. And I know mm-hmm. we talked about that before, mm-hmm. but, you know, that's really important because, you know, whether the Fed raises rates or whether they don't raise rates and how that does and does not affect your monies. You know, I think one of the things we can do and one of the things we have done for folks over the years is really figure out what each part of our money is designed to do. So we want to have money in our portfolio that is designed, we'll call that our pie, Michelle, where maybe we have legacy money, right? Mm-hmm. And then we have safe money where we know that, you know, we're not going to take a bunch of risk or really any risk on that money. Uh, we're not going to get as much return. And, and like anything else, there's give and take, Right. But we have our safe money. We're going to average a decent rate of return, maybe four to six. We're not going to take any risk. And then we have our money that's designed potentially for income, if that's needed from the portfolio. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe maybe a client needs income now. Maybe they don't. Maybe, they, maybe they're in a situation potentially where down the road they might need income. And then we have our monies where we are taking risk. And that's where we're using calculated risk. Uh, we're in different actively traded accounts. Uh, we are in different non-traded, uh, you know, different things that have been off market and done well, but we're in a situation where we're taking an element of calculator risk. So we've divided our pie, right, really into several categories, which allows us to be in a situation where instead of just all of it saying, okay, let's move, uh, less stocks, more bonds, you know, whatever it may be, because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, bonds can lose money too. Now what we've done is we've really defined each piece of our portfolio, Right. And we right. said, OK, this piece is designed for this legacy. Let's say this piece is designed for safe money. We're not willing to take any risk on this money. We want to make a decent rate of return. Let's find the best opportunity. This piece is designed for income down the road. You know, maybe uh, you're in a situation where you got a big 401k or a 403b or you're selling a company and you got to take this large portfolio mm-hmm. and you got to turn it into income. Right. Right. Because maybe, you know, you're going to get Social Security, but that's not going to that's not going to be enough for your income. So this right. is a, a piece specifically we're going to use for income. And then, Michelle, the other piece, like I said, is is taking a look at taking calculated risk to grow stronger than the rest of the portfolio. Mm-hmm. But now we've done is we allocated it. Away. It's almost like eating apple pie. Right. Uh huh. I mean, if you sit down at the table and there's five people at the table and everybody wants a piece of pie. Right. And you cut that pie in half and you say, well, this is my piece. (laughs) Well, that's not really a fair way to do it, right? Right. Because somebody's either not going to get a piece or they're going to get a really small piece and it's not going to be appropriately measured and fair and all that. So we're not necessarily talking about fairness, but what we are talking about is making sure we evaluate every desire and concern that's at the table Mm -hmm. and cutting a piece of the pie or our portfolio and the slice is designed to take care of those things. Now, every client, Michelle, is going to have their own desires and needs. Right. Uh, but that's one of the ways to do it. And, and, and that's how you can do it is really by saying, hey, we're going to get a specific plan around why we're doing what we're doing and, and find then the investment tools within each piece of the pie, within each piece of the plan 
that are best suited for legacy, that are best suited for safe money, that are best suited for income, that are best suited for calculated risk and growth, and so on and so forth. So that's that's really the best way to do it, in my opinion, that I've seen over almost 15 years of helping people with this stuff. And I think that's a great point that you brought up, Michael, is that really it's looking at the individual and seeing what the individual and how that'll work for their specific scenario. And it's not just a box you check because you fit into this demographic, so to speak, but really delving deep and finding out what each person would want in their specific scenario. And I know that's what you and the team really work very hard to do. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you all this phone number. I want you to jot it down and give a call so you can set up an appointment with Michael and the entire team at Wall Financial Group. Find out more about what will help you and your specific scenario. The phone number, 866-943-2351. That's 866-943-2351. You can always head to the website as well. The website is leanonthewall.com. And you can scroll down and click on the Living Well Retirement Review. See if you qualify for that. Go ahead, check that out. Again, that's on leanonthewall.com. Now stay tuned. Coming up next on the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall, we're going to be talking about the Holiday Inn Retirement Plan What is that? And stay tuned for Michael's interview with country superstar Vince Gill. That's all coming up next on the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. Country superstar Vince Gill releases his first studio album in five years, Down to My Last Bad Habit. Featuring 12 brand new songs, including the new single, Take Me Down. Vince Gill's Down to My Last Bad Habit is available now only at Target. There's an old saying, a goal without a plan is nothing more than a wish. If one of your goals is a comfortable retirement, it's going to take more than just wishing to make it happen. Fortunately, Michael Wall and the team at the Wall Financial Group can help. They specialize in helping families protect and grow their wealth. And they can customize a strategy to help you achieve the kind of retirement you deserve. Instead of just wishing, why not take the first step towards actually making something happen? Call 866-943-2351 and see if you qualify for a complimentary Living Well Retirement Review with Michael Wall. That's 866-943-2351 or visit leanonthewall.com. Welcome back to the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. Welcome back to the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. My name is Michelle Wright. Thank you so much for taking some time out of your very busy weekend schedule to join us here. We really appreciate that. Of course, that's the Sugar Hill Gang and Rapper's Delight. And you're wondering why I played that. Well, I played that because (laughs) there's an old comedy routine that talks about moving, not moving into a nursing home per se, but renting a hotel room, perhaps a holiday inn to live out your golden years. The bit explains how you can get a breakfast buffet, free transportation, (laughs) housekeeping (laughs) services, all for less than a hundred bucks a night. So maybe that holiday inn retirement plan doesn't work for everybody. But Michael, how do we budget for our housing needs when it comes to our retirement plans? Because a lot of folks right now, they may have very big homes, but they're going to want to downsize. How do you balance for that in case we go through another housing bubble like we did? Well, you know, that's, (laughs) that is important. And you know, it's interesting. Holiday Inn uh, planning and all that. It, that's an interesting thought. It's funny. You know, some people that'd be the, the, the Ritz Carlton plan or the right. Four Seasons plan, you know, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> some of the folks we work with, but you know, that is an important question because, um, you have to say, okay, you know, we're going to have some costs for living. You know, what's interesting, Michelle is right now, one of our assistants actually at the Florida office, her mother is in a place where she's going through needing some care and some rehab and stuff like that. 
And uh, so it's really timely. And of course, I've had I in my life, uh, I've been in a situation where we've had history with family. I don't I think, you know, this we discussed it. But I mean, way back in 01, Mm -hmm. that's how I originally got into the industry. I kind of get into it backwards, you know, through the long term care side. And then we moved into the financial side and so on and so forth. But budgeting for those costs and needs are important. And you're right. A lot of times people are in a situation where, you know, as they live life, they grow and they get older and they may, maybe they have kids and they mm-hmm. want a bigger home, maybe for the space of the kids, or maybe they just want to be in a place where they say, I want a bigger home because it's kind of their showpiece a little bit. Right. You know, whatever the, whatever the reason is. And then they move along and they start to live life and they say, you know, I don't really need all this. Right. You know, I need help taking care of the house. I yep. need somebody maybe to clean the house. I need you know, all these different things depending on the level of uh, property and size and whether it's an estate or whether it's just a home and, you know, whatever you're, whatever it is and wherever you live. But I think that's something to really evaluate is what are you going to do as you downsize? Where are you going to live? What's it look like? And a lot of these facilities today, you know, a lot of people want to stay home, but a lot of these facilities today, I was talking with a, a gentleman, Paul Hamilton, and he is out of Minneapolis, actually right outside of Minneapolis, Minnesota. He is uh, one of the he's the president, really, and the owner of Long Term Care Advisors, which is the, the largest, you know, basically insurance FMO in the country, providing long term care insurance benefits, services, et cetera. Really good guy. He's been a great friend for a long time. And we talked about Michelle how a lot of these facilities, mm-hmm. I mean, they're almost like country clubs, right? You yes. know, it's amazing. I mean, they got they have uh, it's way different than it used to be before. You know, it used to be you think of a nursing home and everybody goes there and you know all that. And it's just not a lot of fun. But a lot of these newer facilities, continuing care, retirement facilities, CCRs, they're in a place where there's there's stuff going on. They have events coming in. They have musicians coming in. They're they're taking trips to, you know, all over the place. Right. And right. Uh, so it's a different world than it is today. And by the way, budgeting and thinking about long term care in general is huge. Mm-hmm. It is huge. Michelle, I don't know if you know this or not. You know, this is one of the things that we've looked at, especially when we talk with clients that come in, we do a plan. We're going to talk about everything that may potentially cause a risk in their future. It's not just about your finances. It's also about limit- limiting and reducing taxes. And it's also about the idea of protecting any risks, mm. mitigating risks around your portfolio, because, you know, losing money is one risk and protecting and growing it and all that. But needing long-term care and spending a bunch of money for care is a big deal, too. And we've had clients, uh, unfortunately, we had a client that just a little bit ago passed, but, mm. you know, she was paying literally about $120,000 a year. Now, this is in Pennsylvania, uh-huh. so it's different market to market. Right. But about one hundred and twenty grand a year for her care. Wow. That's a lot of money. That is a lot of money. And, you know, I know a lot of people can take care of that financially. You know, maybe they're in a situation where they say, hey, you know, I could pay for that out of my pocket and portfolio and everything. But the question is, is that the best fit? Right. You know, maybe there's a better solution uh, around that. You've got to plan for that in advance. And by the way, a little over 70% of the people that are going to, uh, excuse me, that are over 65 uh-huh. are going to need some sort of care. Wow. I mean, that's the, wow. that's the statistic. It's 70%. High. That's a yeah. lot. Yeah. Yeah. Over 65. It's amazing. About 42% of the people that are under 65, uh-huh. Michelle, are going to need some type of care as well. Wow. 42% under 65, <whistles> younger than 65. It's amazing because, you know, a lot of people look at this as just an older situation. Right, right. But it's not. I mean, think about the people in car accidents and things happen and yeah. they, need, they need issues. And I'll tell you, on the road today, folks, I mean, you probably know this being out there on the road. This drives me nuts. But people are on the cell phone. Mm-hmm. They're, oh, they're texting, texting while they're driving. Oh. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. So people are, I think, with technology, all the smart apps in the cars, all the stuff with the cell phones and all these different things, you know, people are more distracted on the road, Michelle, today than ever. Mm-hmm. I really believe that. They're, yes. they're distracted. They're focusing on other things. That's a shame because that can put us in a place where things can occur in our lives, tragedies or whatever. We, we need to prepare for those in advance, just like we prepare for anything else. And that's obviously one of the reasons when we connect with folks, we're going to be talking about all those different things, long-term care, protecting wealth, taxes, legacy, all that. It all matters. It's not just about putting your money somewhere and growing it and hoping for the best, you know? (laughs) Right. And that's the point is you want to be able to plan and plan ahead for all the pieces that may come in. And that also includes, you know, not just housing, but, you know, you mentioned the statistic of folks who are younger than 65 who need care at 42%. There are a lot of people who have 
children that will require care. So you want to make that plan for when you require care, who's going to also care for your child and how that's going to work if they have children or grandchildren that require continuous care. No doubt about it. When, when you take a look at care in general mm-hmm. um, and you look at the impact that it has on families, I mean, it's huge. Right. It's really huge. You know, I mean, you talk about everybody's talking about the market downturn and, and all that and how, you know, globally there's been over a trillion, a couple trillion, I believe, lost in yeah. retirement and, and accounts and that sort of thing, Michelle. But when you take a look at long term care in general, I mean, it's a huge drain on the economy. Healthcare, mm-hmm. unfortunately, in America, and this is frustrating, you know, we got the Obamacare, which, which, which drives me nuts. Mm-hmm. I got to be honest with you. I mean, even my own personal plan, you know, we're in a situation over the last two years since, since Obamacare has been instituted, my premium personally has gone up about 40%. Right. Wow. So, you, you know, you look at that and healthcare isn't necessarily better. Right. We're not leading the world in quality healthcare. We're yeah. really not. And we're not leading the world in quality living. So, unfortunately, I think what happens with Americans. Uh, because it's we've we've had it so easy for so long, Michelle. Mm-hmm. Is you know we're in a place. Americans are in a place where they are just living fast. Next appointment, next thing, next mm-hmm. dinner, next event, whatever, and they don't take time to step back and evaluate what's really going on. Even even in the recent market turmoil, you know the market crashing and going down, and whether it will continue to go down. You know, I think there's some reason to say that that will happen. I, I believe. You know, we're in a place where, you know, when you take a look at the overall markets, Michelle, when you, when you look at trends and that sort of thing, I, I really believe that being in around 18 to 1900, 1880 to 1900 in the S&P is a little bit of a ceiling, potentially. I'm kind of uh-huh. waiting to see, are we going to break through that? Right. To let us know where the trend's going to go, what it looks like. Are we really coming back? Is this really a bottom? Or are we in a place where it's just a little bit of a a breather comeback, and we're going to continue to see the downturn. I think there's a greater chance that there still could be some downturn because systemically all of the growth, even though they talk about the economy and everything and, you know, the Fed yelling, mm-hmm. obviously saying she thinks, well, all of the growth since uh, basically 09 has been instituted or, or really pushed, I guess I should say, <laughs> by uh, QE, quantitative right. easing. Right. That can be a scary thing to say this may not be real growth. And and that's why we got to look at even uh, long-term care stuff and say, okay, what really is going on and what really are my needs mm-hmm. and how do I take care of this? You know, maybe long-term care insurance isn't the right fit. Maybe it is. I don't know. But it's definitely something that consumers need to look at. It's definitely something they need to discuss, talk about. And uh, with someone who's a professional, it can help them dive in. And that's something we obviously do in the process as we meet with folks because it's important to discuss right. all these things. Exactly. And and again, finding out what is going to work for your specific scenario, because mm. not everybody has the same scenario. Not everybody has the same situation. And Michael, I know what you do is you really look at the person to try to develop what is best for them, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's exactly right. I mean, at the end of the day, think about it like this. It's So let's say you're going to go to the gym. Uh-huh. Everybody gets excited, New Year's resolution, uh, we talked before. It's just a New Year's confession, right, Michelle? Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I confess. I got to lose weight. I right. confess. I got to get, I got to, you know, I got to do, I got to, whatever. Well, at the end of the day, if you go to the gym, and I love the comedian who says, you know, you pay for the gym, uh-huh. and then you pay for a personal trainer or the gym you're already paying at to work at, you know? Right, right. <laughs> but at the end of the day, let's say you go to the gym, and you're in a place where you do want to get fit, and you're serious, and you're sitting there, and there's two people in line waiting, and there you are, and I'm just going to make up a person. Let's say you're... Let's say you're 6'2", and let's say you're 200 pounds, and you're fairly healthy, but you're, you know, you just kind of want to get a little more ship shape. And then mm-hmm. you have the person sitting next to you, and they're 6'2", also in height, 6'2", but they're 450 pounds. Right. And the personal trainer says, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to prescribe the exact same plan for both of you. Well, yeah. that doesn't make sense. Right. Because the goals are different. Exactly. You know, they're in a place where they're trying to achieve different things. So when you look at your financial portfolio, unfortunately, what I see a lot, Michelle, when people come in and they get a second opinion, regardless Mm -hmm. of where they are, is they're in a place where oftentimes we see similar types of portfolios Mm -hmm. um, for all age ranges uh, at a lot of the people that come in. So it's important to say, okay, you are different than your neighbor. Now, you might have some same needs and some desires and some similarities, but there's going to be some differences. 
There's going to be some desires you want to have with your portfolio, with your uh, situation. Remember, we talk about being the CEO that maybe your neighbor doesn't. So we want to make sure we ratchet in specifically Mm -hmm. to that and get the right workout plan for your finances. Exactly. Let me give you the phone number so you can contact Michael. Get that right workout plan for your finances specifically. It's 866-943-2351. That's 866-943-2351. Head to the web, leanonthewall.com. Go ahead, scroll down and click on the Living Well Retirement Review. See if you qualify for that. That's at leanonthewall.com. The phone number 866-943-2351. Stay tuned. Coming up next on the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall, we're going to hear Michael's interview with country music superstar Vince Gill. That's coming up next. One more last chance before you say we're through. I know I drive you crazy, You know what the stock market is going to do next week? Of course you don't. Nobody knows. Not even the so-called experts on the financial news channels. The fact is, today's financial environment is more complex than ever, and you need a solid team of professionals to help you maximize your wealth. That's why it's time to lean on the wall, as in Michael Wall, and the team at the Wall Financial Group. They specialize in strategies designed to help you preserve and grow the retirement portfolio you've worked so hard to build. They can assist you with everything from tax and estate planning to wealth management. Give them a call at 866-943-2351 and see if you qualify for a complimentary Living Well Retirement Review with Michael Wall. That's 866-943-2351 or visit leanonthewall.com. Investment advisory services offered through Wall Private Wealth. Wall Private Wealth and Wall Financial Group, Inc. are not affiliated. Welcome back to the Wealth and Health Show with your host, Michael Wall. Michael has appeared on several national media outlets like Fox Business, Bloomberg, and CNBC. And now, back to the show. Well, welcome back in, folks, to the Wealth and Health Show. And I'm again, I'm your host, Michael Wall. And uh, Michelle, I'll tell you, it's always neat in the show. We've had it really just been blessed with a lot of neat opportunity to share thoughts and mm-hmm. insight on not only the financial world, but, you know, the tax side and state planning and all the different things that uh, affect people. And their day-to-day kind of personal lives. But it's really neat as we've had the opportunity to kind of just get insight from other professionals in different industries and just really kind of hear their story. And uh, folks, that's again, that's one of our focuses and goals is to not just share our thoughts and insight on what we've seen over the markets and and over time and finances, et cetera, but share insight and, and allow a platform where you can hear insight from other professionals that you've probably heard of in the past. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and just kind of give some of their thoughts. And, you know, Michelle, we talked previous uh, week, week ago or so about the fact that I had the opportunity and really blessed the opportunity to go and connect with Vince Gill. Right. And Amy Grant at their house, which was yeah. really a lot of fun. <laughs> that is. That sounds great. And what a great opportunity. We talked about a bunch of different things, but we got a chance to kind of sample some of his uh, new music and the new CD coming out and just kind of get his insight on a lot of different things. It was cool. First off, the thing that struck me, it was a, it was a nice home, but they're, you know, fairly conservative, which mm-hmm. is kind of nice. You know, the other thing is, is there were just, I mean, there was just guitars everywhere. Obviously, you could tell he loved his craft, you know? Right. <laughs> so I had the opportunity to kind of ask Vince a few questions, and I know we're going to, I think we're going to roll to that now. Is that the plan? That is the plan. Well, Vince, first off, it's great being in your house, and I appreciate you inviting us out. And you bet. Welcome. Just, you know, it's, it's just kind of fun to see and just hear some of the stories behind, you know, where all this is coming from. Uh, let me ask you, you know, obviously, um, Regardless of what we're doing in our in our different fields with you, it's making music. And, um, you know, there's probably the feeling, I guess, to feel like, you know, you got to come out with something new a lot because you're in a place where, you know, there's always something new coming out, always something new coming out. So let me ask you, what really inspired you or what kind of gave you um, the wisdom, insight, et cetera, whatever, to come up with a name for the new CD you got coming out? I love the the twist of the lyric. I don't think anybody sees it coming. I'm down to my last bad habit. You, yeah. <laughs> you know, you're it. <laughs> What's funny yeah. is that, that that song. I was having breakfast at my normal breakfast haunt. I go to the same place every day, and I order the same thing pretty much every day. And and it's just nice to have familiarity. And the mm. the gals at wait tables know what you want and take good care of you. And they we all know each other's names. And I went in there one day for breakfast, and I saw a couple of friends. I'm over the table. And I said, Hey, man, how you doing? 
He said, I'm doing pretty good. He says, I'm down to my last bad habit. And I went, oh, <laughs> I said, I am so sorry, but I am stealing that. May I please have that for a song? And he said, absolutely. And uh, so I'm trying to give him props every time I talk about the song. You know, isn't that great? So, I mean, you're in a place, Vince, really, where you just uh, kind of cool. You, you've just kind of paid attention in everyday life. Um, let me ask you this. I mean, we talked a little bit that out, out there when we were listening to some of your tracks on a new album. Really, where do you go to get your inspiration? To my ears. Hmm. <laughs> Believe it or not. Yeah, that's where, you know, my ears tell me kind of hmm. where I want to go and what I, what I want to do and what I want to say. And um, I just kind of trust them and, and uh, let them lead me. You know, they'll, they'll come up with a riff or they'll come up with a, like one of the songs I mentioned came from conversation at breakfast, you know, hmm. and, and uh just pay attention. There's, there's all kinds of songs people will throw at you. <laughs> just in conversation. Through life, huh? Yeah. Now, how about, I know you talked about the idea of um, just kind of being open and getting advice from other people, kind of getting out of your own way a little bit. Mm-hmm. Is there any particular piece of advice or two or three that really stands out that you say, you know, this was really valuable and why people should be always looking to learn and get advice from others as we live life? Well, I think it's it's apparent that that you're not the only one that knows something. You yeah. know, we live in an age now where where our, our opinions are, you know, there's so you can get to where you don't like somebody because they share a different opinion <laughs> and that doesn't make any sense to me. I think we're all we should all be one. Hmm. You know, we should all be for the common goal of of being what's best for everybody, but um to me some of the best advice um I like the advice of being gracious on the way up mm. and be gracious on the way down, mm-hmm. you know, because you're going to, you're going to meet the same people. Mm-hmm. Um, and they always tell you not to believe your own press. And, and that's, that's really pretty truthful. You yeah. know, you can, it's easy to, you can see people kind of start to believe they're, they're special. I think that to me, I've always had a pretty good head on my shoulders about, uh, the gifts I've been given, the mm. God-given gifts I've been given are special. Mm-hmm. But that does not entitle me to saying that I'm special. Yeah. Only the gifts. And if you can kind of keep it in perspective like that, then I think you can handle just about anything. Figured out how to use those gifts for the for the common good, really, is what you're saying. I there, hope so. It? Yeah. You know, and, and it's really, like I, you know, I said in there, if you... It's amazing what can get accomplished if you don't care who gets the credit. Mm. But we live in an age where, where you you know... People have to be the ones to say, I'm the one that thought of that, and I'm, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's crazy. I don't understand it, but it, it is. You know, I wanted to transition. I know, um, obviously, your wife, Amy Grant, uh, also very successful in her music career as a contemporary Christian music artist, Grammy Award winner, and she's kind of been in the music scene for you know, a long time now as well. And for you guys, for Vince, for you and Amy, it seems like it hasn't been that difficult to really balance your careers and family and faith and Give our listeners, if you don't mind, a little insight on, on really what makes you able or, or give you the ability to balance that well. Amy and I are a good match in that we're neither one very uh, drawn to things that are toys or really over-the-top expensive-wise, and we're not mm. very needy. We're both kind of homebodies, and we're mm-hmm. not that crazy about attention, and we're easygoing, and we make a good pair. In the mm. fact that we're never going to overextend ourselves to a dangerous place gives us uh, the flexibility and the the comfort of knowing we're we're going to be okay you know the house is paid for and if you're wise about this business you know that it's going to do this it's going to go up it's going to go down and and our earning our earning power is dwindling daily comparatively to what we used to do so we we live within within our means and we're kind to people and life's pretty easy (laughs) That's pretty cool. You know, it's it's interesting, Vince, you talked there about the idea of uh, living within your means. And, you know, folks, just a quick side note here, um, because obviously Vince concurs here, you know, as we're sitting and, and looking out, he's got a little golf putting range outside of his, his studio window, kind of fun, gets to go out and play and have fun. But that's really why it's important in retirement and in all that we do to make sure that we have a plan wrapped around, a financial plan wrapped around what we're doing. Really, really important. How does it feel? I mean, I know you've kind of been, you, you were talking a little bit earlier about just kind of playing in, I think it was like a thousand different albums or, you know, different things like that for other bands, a lot of other bands. How does that feel to you in, in comparison to doing your own thing? To me, it's a, actually, it's a harder job. Hmm. And to me, it takes more talent 
to be a supporting cast member than it does to be the originator. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, if you write the song, you sing the song, you've got some, you got a lot of talent, and I'm not taking that away from anybody. But for somebody else to then come and embrace what you do and and make it more compelling and make it better, that's that's harder to do. And I've always, I never wanted to lose sight of that because to me, it it it's more about. Um, I'm being asked to do this because of my talent, mm. not because of my fame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and, that, and that makes a lot of sense. And you talked earlier about, too, like singing from emotion, you know, singing mm-hmm. from really connecting with people. And obviously music has a huge impact on the country for the positive and sometimes for the negative, unfortunately. How do you think that's changed over the years as being an artist that you've kind of watched the country evolve and watched technology change and the way people buy and interact, you know, with social media and all the different things today? How has that changed the way you see music and how you see it affecting uh, the culture as a whole? Well, I think it it, it winds up emulating the culture. Mm. You know, I think we sing about what we know about mm-hmm. and what we're, um, I mean, we're all, we all are the result of like our environment. You mm-hmm. know, we become the environment that we're in. And and, and so it, it kind of, you know, if you think about it, it makes sense, you know, because there's, now there's so much information coming yeah, at you. You, know, you look at the TV channel and there's eight pieces of information all mm-hmm. at the same time and you're supposed to, to catch all of it, you mm-hmm. know, and it's crazy. And it didn't used to be that way. It was a little little more little more just easy down the road, but now yeah. it's it's intense. It's everywhere all the time. And so because of that, you, you I think you'll hear songs, pop songs that are that don't have, you know, the same kind of information it may just be a word yep. that they're trying to get you to remember or a phrase or whatever so i don't know so last thought is this i'm out there i'm, I'm here and i'm looking out at your uh putting green i love to play golf <laughs> and uh half the year or so i spend in palm beach and a lot of great courses down there uh huge courses from yeah, so, yeah. from the trumps and all the they other got big walls <laughs> they got big walls on them. they got big walls on the yeah, exactly <laughs> Uh, but you know, Nick, Nicholas is down there and everybody else. Uh, yeah. what is your, I played at Whistling Straits, played at a bunch of different courses. Um, is there a particular course or two that you say, you know what, this is on the bucket list that I would love to play at sometime? Oh, I, I would love to play all the great courses of, of Scotland and Ireland mm. and England. I've never gotten to play much golf, any golf over there. And I've played all the great ones here, Augusta and Pebble and yeah. the, the Pebble the real, was awesome. Yeah. I was there about it's, two it's, months ago. Yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. And um, but yeah, someday some of those would be nice to knock off the bucket list. Well, Vince, first off, I, it's just been really a, a great opportunity, and I appreciate you opening up your home and, and all that and that sort of thing. But could you do us a favor and just kind of give us some insight, maybe in a little bit of a nutshell and a little reflection, I guess, <laughs> if you will, on your experience as a songwriter and musician and just, just your time in the industry, the music industry? I'll be 59, and the number 60 is like, man, I can't believe. I never thought about 60. You know, when yeah. you're 20, 25, you're mm. just going, I got I got, I got, got forever, you know. And yeah. then you get to this point, and it's, it's so apparent that you only have so much time left. Hmm. And to me, that's what makes it matter even light years more than it ever did because mm. you're not going to get as many opportunities as you've had. You know, there's not as many years left as I've lived. What's really interesting, you'd think that at some point you go, okay, I've conquered the mountain. I can, I can just coast. <laughs> mm. But I'm so much more driven to be better today than I've ever been in my whole life. And it's fun being uh, this age and being willing to be a little more honest. I mm. feel like at this stage I'm the best I've ever been. I play better. I write better. I sing better. All those things are, are far superior to the early years where I struggled, the medium years where I knocked it out of the park, you'd think your your hottest stretch would be your best stretch. I don't think that's the case. You know, my ears tell me different. The mm. only reason we're doing this is because it's fun. Okay, cool. Well, hey, thanks for coming on the show and joining yeah, well, us and sharing you. your insight. All right. Thanks, pal. Michelle, it's, it's amazing to me how, and it was just really neat, I thought, you know, how Vince realized a couple things as I look at it. Number one is the reality of the, the different stages of life that you're in. Right. You know? uh, the other thing that I think was pretty apparent that he was that he realized was the fact that, you know, as you move to different stages, sometimes the things you do are a little bit different. And, you know, you're in a situation where just because you're retired or coming close to retirement, man, that's that should be the time where you should be taking your life experience and really getting involved. You know, mm-hmm. if you're, you may not be a musician like Vince, but heck, I mean, go take your life experience and get involved in a nonprofit or go get involved in things that matter. 
primarily we have over the years focused, Michelle, on folks who are retiring, soon going to be retiring. I call it the the financial red zone, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is about five to 10 years out from retirement and really planning and preparing for that. And what's interesting is, is those that do better in retirement are those that plan more effectively for it. Let me just go ahead, give you the phone number, give Michael and the team a call, start your plan right now. And when you do call, I want you to ask about how you can receive a complimentary copy of Vince Gill's latest CD. It's entitled, as you heard, Down to My Last Bad Habit. And it's available to you, compliments of Vince and the entire team from us here at the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. Let me give you that phone number so you can call, set up an appointment, and find out about how you can receive a complimentary copy of that CD. 866-943-2351. That's 866-943-2351. Or you can head to the web, leanonthewall.com. I want you to stay tuned. We'll have more of the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall coming up next. It used to be that you worked hard, saved as much as you could, and then retired with whatever you ended up with. But now, life is a lot more complicated. You have to plan your retirement, not only to keep what you've earned, but also to keep your portfolio growing throughout your retirement years. And that's why you need to talk with Michael Wall and the team at the Wall Financial Group. They specialize in helping families protect and grow their wealth. They do that with a variety of strategies including advanced tax and estate planning. Give them a call at 866-943-2351 and see if you qualify for a complimentary Living Well Retirement Review with Michael Wall. That's 866-943-2351 or visit leanonthewall.com. Thanks for joining us on the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. Now let's get back to the show. Welcome back to the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. My name is Michelle Wright. Thank you so much for taking some time out of your very busy weekend schedule to join us here. Let me go ahead and give you our phone number. It's 866-943-2351. That's 866-943-2351 on the web. We're at leanonthewall.com. Now, very sad for me, the NFL season is over. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm a big NFL fan, oh, so no. I cannot wait till the season resumes. Come back. Exactly. Were you, were, were you excited for the Broncos? I, w- I was excited for Peyton Manning. Yeah. I'll say that. So yeah. <laughs> I don't well, know. The Bar- Broncos as a full organization, not so much. But for Peyton, I'm just glad that he has two rings and Eli has two rings because I, I want – I don't want Eli to have more rings than Peyton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It doesn't seem like it's it made sense to yeah, for that to be the case. Right. So did, did think, you see the picture circulating Eli, you know, yes. when it, when they won? <laughs> oh my goodness. I well I saw it live because I was watching the Super Bowl yeah, yeah. and I was oh, like yeah, there you go. Is he he clearly is not aware that the camera is on him, but I need you to fake a smile. You're in the box yeah. and your brother is about to win the Super Bowl. Suck it up, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, that that is funny. I mean, it's I saw that too and I thought, "Oh my goodness." And you know, I mean, obviously Peyton, I mean, the guy's a rock star, yes. you know. Yep. You know, I think one of the things that I like about Peyton is um that he's such a he's he just seems so studied. Right. You know, I mean, he's not I mean, obviously the all of these guys that are at that level in the pros, you know, I mean, they have to learn plays. There's I mean, there's a lot of a lot of stuff that goes on. It's it's almost like the iceberg. You know, I mean, what yes. you what you see out there is just a tip, right? <laughs> right. Right. There's, there's a lot of work that goes in that they put in to kind of be at that level. Peyton is just one of those guys. I mean, he's he just he, he just seems like to me he's a coach's player, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. Exactly. He's one that's going to listen, but he's also just a great captain, is able to understand what's going on in the field and really kind of get in tune. And that's why I'm definite. I'm glad that the Broncos did win. And, you know, there's, of course, all this talk about whether or not this is Peyton's last rodeo. He said that Mm -hmm. to Bill Belichick Mm -hmm. of, you know what, this may be my last rodeo. And so he, again, started those retirement rumors going on. But there's another superstar player that's also talking about retirement, and that's Seattle Seahawks running back Marshawn Lynch. 
Now, mm. his retirement was also up for debate recently. They were talking about that on CBS Sports. Do you think Marshawn Lynch should retire? I think if Marshawn Lynch wants to retire, that he should. He's been one of the most productive players in this league. Uh, he's been the face of this franchise as far as what their offense is all about. So if he feels like he's at that stage where he doesn't want to take that beating that he's been taking over the last five or six years, it's time for him to move on because that's what made Marshawn Lynch who he is, the, his physical style of play. Now, interesting, Marshawn Lynch is just 29 years old. And the other yeah, thing is, right. he hasn't spent a penny of the $50 million that he earned in his nine years in the league so far because he's been living off his endorsements and his endorsement money. So, Michael, are there lessons that we can take away from Marshawn Lynch, Peyton Manning, any of these guys that we're talking about uh, possibly retiring? We don't want to jump the gun and say they're retired yet, but uh, what can we take away from that? Well, I think the first thing that I take away is I'm going to have our team uh, send a thing out to Peyton and Marshawn exactly. and let them know about our <laughs> our professional athletes division, which we have had for a little while now. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, seriously, um, that. But then in addition, you know, one of the things that I that I hear in just in that short interview that you played there, I mm-hmm. thought was interesting. He talked about Marshawn taking a beating with his body, and right. you know, he's played well and he's he's put up a lot of great stats and all that, and, and stepping out. I think in relation to retirement and I think in relation to looking at where you are, you know, what struck me initially when I heard that is there's a lot of people that own businesses or different things that are successful Mm -hmm. and they've built them, they've grown the practice, they've grown their business, you know, whatever it is, whatever type of industry you're in, they built the business. And it's like anything else, you know, when you look at stocks, you like a lot of people think about buying, I'm going to buy this stock or I'm going to buy that stock. Some, some people, you know, put it personally where they actually realize, you know, I'm actually buying a company. That's really what you're doing when you buy a stock. But the main reason to purchase those is what? Well, it's to sell them. Right. You know, you, when you buy stocks, you, you typically are going to buy to sell. And that, why? Because, you know, you may say, well, I'm buying it to make money. Well, that's true. But when do you make money? Well, the only time you realize your gains is when you actually sell. And so that's important. You know, a lot of people in the financial world over the years have heard about the idea of realized versus unrealized gains. Mm -hmm. And unrealized gains are gains that you see in a portfolio. So let's say your portfolio goes from, you know, $10 to $20, okay? But Uh that's the value of your portfolio. Well, those are unrealized gains, if you're in the market. And the reason is, is because you haven't sold anything. You don't get the profit until you actually sell. Right. So when you take a look at it, I think it's important to say, okay, why do we own things? And, um, you know, what are we going to do and, and wrap a plan around it? But one of the things that I heard there is him not beating his body up. He's, he realizes where he is. He's, he's put up a lot of great stats. He's got some money set aside. Maybe he can go back and add a lot of value, do coaching, speaking, you know, a mm-hmm. bunch of different things. And, you know, kind of selling his profession, selling out his his uh, business, which is the Marshawn Lynch, you know, running back profession, right. if you will, selling that out at the appropriate time. And I think, unfortunately, one of the things that I get is a lot of people, Michelle, miss out because they're they're caught up in emotion. They miss out on selling and maximizing their profit. And one of the things that we can think back to is is Jordan, Michael Jordan. I uh-huh. love Jordan. I was a huge Jordan fan back in the day. Right. I right. remember we. I mean, we watched Jordan all the time. Dunk competition, oh, watching for the yeah. Bulls. Huge Bulls fan. Yes. You loved the Bulls, didn't you? I did love the Bulls back then. They were. I awesome. mean, come on, Michael were, Jordan, I mean, Scottie Pippen. I mean, yeah. I, and even. Dennis Rodman, as crazy as he was. Yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, off the charts, but crazy. But yeah, I mean, it's just, but you know, we saw Jordan go and he retired and he came back and he retired and he Mm -hmm. came back and then he went to baseball and then he, I mean, it was just, you know, I was like, man, and I think he hurt his image a little bit. Yeah. You know, I really think he did. And so he, it was hard for him because he was emotionally involved. And, and you know, yes. listen, I get it. I mean, you're, you're at your prime. You're doing your thing. You're good right. at what you do. And you love the game and all that stuff. But, I mean, you got to know when to hang it up. And I think that the biggest thing that I hear about is sometimes people that are working, maybe they don't own a business, Michelle, but sometimes people that are working, let's say there's a company they're working for mm-hmm. or the state or the government or whatever, and they give them a buyout provision. Uh-huh. You know, we hear that a lot. Right. You know, these companies come in and say, hey, here's a buyout provision, you know, because we get all this younger crop of people coming in mm-hmm. and the company obviously can pay them less money, the, the younger people. Correct. And uh, kind of get a two for one, so to speak. So I think it's important to evaluate that and evaluate when you want to kind of get out there 
selling your business and all that to allow you to be in a place where you can um, maximize your growth of what you've done in your main earning potential years. I think that's important. I, I agree. And I think that's the case is really kind of, like you said, taking the emotion out of it because mm. we get really emotionally tied to things. And that's why I think it's great to have a second pair of eyes or really uh, – Michael, like what you do is you're not necessarily emotionally attached to our portfolio or our funds or things like that. I may have something in my portfolio, which is, you know, well, these stocks are what my grandmother gave me and she left yeah. me. And so, you know, I'm emotionally tied to them, but you can help folks take a second look and say, right, but now is the time to do what you need to do with them. And, I, and have you found that a lot, that people are emotionally tied to what is going on in their portfolios? Well, I, you know, I find a couple of things, Michelle. The first thing I find is sometimes people really don't know what's mm. happening in their portfolio uh-huh. uh, because they're disconnected. Um, and another thing that can happen sometimes is people are in a place where they are emotionally tied either to their current or previous, you know, whatever advisor or a position or a couple positions because they were inherited by, you know, X, Y, Z. And emotionally being tied is never the best way to make a good business decision. Right. The best way to make a good business decision is to look at it as a business, realizing the stage of life you're in. You know, we talked about Kohler, huge company, uh-huh. and they realized the need after 110 years of being in business, long time, they realized the need to open a new division called hospitality. Mm-hmm. So they listened to their consumers. So that's important for people in Michelle is to say, where am I at in life? And does what I have in my portfolio most effectively, most, um, you know, advantageously fit my future goals? That's important. Really important. Very important. So important. I'm going to give you this phone number. I want you to jot it down. Give a call to Michael and the team. Set up an appointment to come on in and find out what is going to work for you. 866-943-2351. 866-943-2351. Ask about the Living Well Retirement Review. What is that? Do I qualify? Find out when you set your appointment. 866-943-2351. And on the web, we're at leanonthewall.com. Michael, believe it or not, we have come to the end of another Wealth and Health show. I know you want to say so long to everybody. Absolutely. Folks, again, I want to thank you for tuning in, whether you're tuning in to us uh, via live radio uh, throughout the weekends or, you know, iTunes. I know a lot of you out there are listening to us on iTunes or even Stitcher, iHeartRadio across the country, uh, or however you tune into us, podcasts, other podcasts, whatever. We appreciate you listening in. We'd love your feedback at Lean on the Wall. Shoot it to us at Lean on the Wall is our Twitter handle. Give us your feedback on things you'd like to hear. Hey, love the show or, you know, love to hear something about XYZ. We want to be, we want to be really, uh, moving to what you want to hear and sharing and adding value in your life. So give us some feedback on that. We'd appreciate it. And we thank you for it in advance. And until next week, here's to living well in retirement and in life. Have a great one. Thanks for listening to the Wealth and Health Radio Show with Michael Wall. To schedule your own personal appointment, call 866-943-2351. That's 866-943-2351. And to find out more about Michael and the entire team, At Wall Financial Group, head to leanonthewall.com. The information covered today is designed to provide general information on the subjects covered. It is not, however, intended to provide specific legal or tax advice. It cannot be used to avoid tax penalties or to promote, market, or recommend any tax plan or arrangement. You are encouraged to consult your tax attorney or advisor. Guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurer. Riders may be available at an additional cost. Products and features may vary from state to state. For full details on how life insurance works, including fees, expenses, and costs, contact our office at 866-943-2351. Investment advisory services offered through Wall Private Wealth. Wall Private Wealth and Wall Financial Group, Inc. are not affiliated.